Hey guys, and welcome to the Life at Smythe podcast. As we step into Core Values Month, what better way to celebrate with a little Smythe TED Talk with some of our very own inspiring leaders from the firm. Take a jog down memory lane with me, your host, Nguyen Nguyen, as we delve into the passions and the determination of each individual's journey and gather some golden nuggets to their path to success. But most importantly, what does each core values represent and mean for them and the firm? Well, buckle up, friends. Time for a deep dive session and maybe a little to maybe a lot of banter as we immerse into the life at Smart Culture. I hope you enjoy this mini-series. Hi, Greg, and thank you so much for joining me on this lovely Friday afternoon for another insightful episode. Um, this week, we really want to talk about the core value of empowering and empowerment, you know, and um, I've learned so much from you from just meeting you for 30 minutes uh, just a few days ago. But hey, like I'm so excited to share some of the knowledge I've learned from you with our listeners today. So thank you so much for joining me. Well, thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's terrific. Nice to get to know you a little bit. And I know listening to the other podcasts of uh, the other partners that have talked about some of the Smythe core values. We've got some uh, big shoes to fill, but uh, happy to happy to help out. <laughs> looking forward to it. Well, that's right. We're all collaborating here, putting a bit of contribution for everything. So, um, Greg, like the purpose of this podcast is that we would like to get to know our partners as well, learn a bit about their journey and who they are and how they, you know, came and, you know, came into the position. So um, I learned from you that you had quite a different um, path compared to the rest of our partners here at Smythe. So would you like to kind of give our listeners a bit of a, a delve into your, back into memory lane? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. Um, it certainly was, I think, a non-traditional uh, path. When I finished school in Victoria, I grew up in Victoria, I finished school there. I was um, working, I moved to Vancouver, I was working at a big bank, and I uh, met one of my greatest mentors at that time. Um, he was a licensed insolvency trustee. Uh, we, at that time, they were called bankruptcy trustees. And he had just left one of the large uh, big four accounting firms and started up one of the largest independent uh, licensed insolvency trustee firms at the time. Um, I got to know him when I was at the bank and he said, hey, I think you should uh, consider becoming a licensed insolvency trustee and uh, encouraged me. I uh, left the bank, went to work for uh, for him for a while and uh, started on um, my path to becoming a, an LIT. And at that time, I had no accounting experience. You, and in order to become a licensed insolvency trustee and start on that, that journey or the, the, the licensing program, you had to have four years of accounting experience. So uh, he encouraged me to start in the CGA program. Finished off the four years to get that behind me so that I could start on the path to become a, a trustee in the trustee licensing program. Got my uh, license. And uh, that was, actually looking back, it was May of 2002, so almost 20 oh, years wow. ago. He eventually retired shortly after I got my trustee's license and then I, uh, I left his firm. I went uh, to one of the big firms. I went to and I joined uh, PwC. I uh, worked after their personal insolvency practice for 10 years and then um, they exited the market and I uh, called Terry Rogers. Terry was the partner at Smythe who ran the insolvency practice at that time. Oh, right. And we, a uh, couple meetings, a couple discussions. And I remember I was in, obviously I was in uh, North Van, that's where I was living. And flew over to Nanaimo, we had a couple of meetings and 
guess as they say, the rest is history. I ended up yeah. uh, joining Smite. It was um, the fall of 2010. Uh, wow. Started in the started basically the insolvency practice in the North, Van North Vancouver office. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, the rest is definitely history, and we're so glad that you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing yeah. is, uh, what I've learned that. It has been fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, what does your department really focus on? I know, like, you know, I, I, I don't have an accounting background and I'm learning so much from just working at SMIFL at different departments and what they're, they're focused on. So um, can you give us a bit of an idea of what you do in your department does? It's certainly a, a, a very different than the traditional accounting work you know, that the firm provides. Um, we help individuals and businesses that are struggling with debt. So people with um, individuals, businesses, too much debt. Uh, we help them sort of get unstuck. We uh, negotiate with their creditors and uh, help put them on their path to becoming uh, living debt free. Yep. So the main problem solvers. <laughs> That's the main problem. Yeah. So uh, relating um, back to our core value of empowering, I feel like this is very relating to what you do in your department. Can you explain why? Um, I, I, well, I think because we we teach our clients or show our clients give them the skills to we empower them to take control of their finances and learn to live uh, sort of in it well a, a become debt free and and learn to live in a uh, sort of a, a debt free world um yeah we show them uh, you know we teach them some budgeting skills and uh, so that they can avoid getting into debt just on the you know from the day day living expenses obviously debt important part of uh, of our society and it's uh, you know pretty difficult to avoid it but there's good debt and there's bad debt and we try to teach our clients the difference and uh, empower them to sort of go forward yeah well i want to relate this back to what you're you're talking about like teaching you know educating and you know we talk about this offline quite a lot about um financial literacy um i want to kind of get a gauge into your, your, I guess, um, perspective, you know, like how important it is to educate, to find financial literacy. Oh, well, I think it's incredibly important and I don't think that there's enough of it, uh, of it out there in every education system we look at, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, going through uh, the accounting program, whether you become an engineer, a doctor or a dentist, they, you know, the, you know, and even just uh, high school, they teach you the skills, uh, the, you know, sort of the foundation of the education and the uh, the skills for the, the, I guess, the vocation that you choose, mm -hmm. but they don't take, they don't teach you anything about financial literacy. So you go through and let's just look at, uh, you know, uh, becoming a dentist, for example. I don't think yeah. they teach you much about managing your own dental practice, managing your business. You know, when in, in high school, it's, you know, they teach you the core of mathematics and, you know, reading sort of the, the traditional reading, writing, arithmetic, but they teach you how to prepare a tax return. They teach you how to reconcile your bank statement. They teach you how to, you know, uh, budget and uh, manage your cash flow and try to live, you know, live within your means. There's not a lot of that. And in this very consumer-driven society, it's pretty, it's pretty tough. There's a lot of, there are a lot of temptations out there. Exactly. No, I was just telling you, like, after work, I'm going out for a few drinks. I'm not thinking about my financial you know, situation or talking about this with my friends at all. But um, yeah, well, I, I guess what we spoke about is that um, people are becoming more aware of it. Would you say? 
Um, I'm not so sure. With, with people are, are becoming more aware. Um, it's still a relatively taboo topic. I mean, you, you know, we talked about when you go out tonight, I mean, you know, the, the topic is likely not going to revolve around whether somebody can or cannot pay their, uh, yeah. you know, make the rent check or pay their credit card bill. It's one of those things we just don't talk about enough. And I understand the reasons why there's, there's a lot of stigma, but, um, I think the more we can just, you know, the more we would be willing to discuss it, the better the, and the more people, uh, people could learn from it. Yeah, that's good. Well, so, you know, Greg, we have a lot of entrepreneurial mind, you know, mindsets here in our company, you know, and um, I want to also be an entrepreneur, maybe one day, you know, if I can figure out my hustle, <laughs> they're freaking that out. Um, what kind of like fundamental, because you work a lot with like, you know, uh, business owners and helping them sort out with their, you know, credits and um, putting them back on track. What kind of advice or fundamental knowledge would you think is uh, like good to have, you know, if you're thinking of creating your own business? Well, I think you need to have a good support network around you. You need to have, um, you need to have a good mentor yourself. Um, you need to have good professionals in your corner. You need to have a good accountant. And I think that even if you're an accountant looking to start your own practice, it's best to surround yourself probably with other one, other accountants that can provide you sort of independent or impartial advice. I think mm-hmm. sometimes listening to your own advice is, uh, if it's only your own advice, I think that can, that can be trouble. I think, as I say, having a good accountant, a good lawyer, a, a good relationship with a banker. And I think that the most fundamental is just a, is a good plan. Yeah, that's good to know. Because um, we talk about, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to, you know, take risks. But then like, I remember you telling me that it's all about you do need a backup as well, like a backup plan and have some sort of like um, security to fall back on. Is that right? Well, I think it's it's important for sure, but I think it just comes down to the having the plan. I think that, you know, if, you, if you've got a good plan um, mm-hmm. and you've got some good mentors along the way that, you know, to, to bounce your ideas off of and to keep you on track, that's, yep. that's important. Mm. Um, I, I would also like to bring back to the mentorship um, kind of advice you've given me. I remember speaking with you offline that, um, yes, mentorship is very important, but there are also good and bad mentors as well. <laughs> I want you, I want you like, to hear this philosophy that you've built around it as well. Well, I don't. I, I I know what we talked about, and I'm not going to. Not necessarily good or bad mentors, mm-hmm. but what I will say is, I think they're all good mentors. But you can there's mentors that you learn what to do from, and there's mentors yeah. that you learn what not to do from. And I've had many in both categories along the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some you know some certainly some that have taught me the things to do and others uh, not. Um, when it comes to some of the, the greatest learning opportunities that they've taught me. One of the, I think work work hard, right? It's, uh, you know, always work hard. Um, being smart helps, but if you work hard, you'll get recognized, and I think mentors are more likely to teach you. Another one is sleep well at night. I think this means that if you always do the right thing, you'll sleep well at night. There you go. And I want to bring this back because I remember you telling me like trust your gut, gut instinct, right? when it comes to any decision making, like, you know, it is, you know, sometimes you might steer away, it wouldn't be the right one, but always trust it. Yes, I, I think you're, I, I really do believe that in your deep down in your gut, uh, if you follow that, I, I don't think you can go too far wrong. Mm. 
Mm, that's right. Well, Greg, let's say if we rewind back the time, you know, go back to young Greg, if you could tell yourself one thing, what would you say that was something that is very important that you've learned throughout your whole life journey? Well, I think it's one of the things, the, the advice is just as I said, I think it's, you know, always work hard, do the right thing. Um, I think listen to your listen to your mentors and trust what they're telling you. You know, I, I go back and I think when I was young uh, and people were providing me advice, especially my father, you just thought they had no idea what they were talking about. And then as you get older, you realize that they actually did know what they're talking about. So I think uh, work hard, listen to your uh, Always do the right thing and listen to your mentors. Yeah. Well, it's so funny that you bring that up about, you know, um, listening to your parents. Because um, I would say from my experience, um, you, you know, like dad and daughter kind of relationship, uh, he would give me advice when I was younger. And I'd be like, hey, dad, like, come on, I got this. You know, <laughs> like, stop nagging me. But then um, in just recent years, uh, you know, obviously with COVID and not being, by being home, um, I was able to open up to him a lot about, let's say, some of the worries or expectations that he was putting on me that was a bit like kind of like culturally influenced and I felt like it wasn't relatable to where I want to go and who I want to be. Um, but he became very accepted and he gave me advice from, have you heard of the, the book The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle? No. no? He was giving me all the advice I've bought from this book and I was like oh my god like you forget sometimes that your parents have lived these experiences and know these things you know so it gave me a, a you know a light bulb moment where I'm just like oh my goodness I should listen to them earlier but there you go there's like mentorship right there in a sense well and that's what I try to do with my son too is I uh, you know I try to not so much tell him um but show him know and demonstrate for him uh so that he because I, I do think it's it's easier to learn that way and i think for him uh, better and i do think if i you know going back i talk about the you know, things that your mentor, mentors uh, told you and i think the ones that um i learned the most from are the ones that sort of showed me or taught me versus told me mm, that's true in a way they were kind of empowering you through that as well hey uh, absolutely <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're uh, giving you the skills to to make those tough decisions yourself. Yeah. Well, life is a you know ongoing learning journey, and um, I feel like speaking to you, I've learned so much as well. You know, and obviously um, maybe we can do some spin-offs. You know, to giving more financial literacy um, content. I guess that might be something fun to do um, for I guess staff who might you know be interested in learning. Um, but overall. Since you've been very empowering through this um, episode, like, why do you resonate with empowering with Smythe? Uh, well, I think there's, I think, three things. Professionally, what we do and how we empower our clients. I think, you know, we, we provide them with the tools and the skills, uh, you know, and empower them to take control of their life, get unstuck. Because you look at, you know, when people are in financial difficulty, it's a terrible place to be. The stress, uh, they're sort of, oftentimes in relationships or living arrangements or even jobs that they, they don't like or but they can't they can't sort of afford to move on. So I like that you know we teach them the skills and empower them to take control of their life. For my team uh, in the insolvency group, I think it's working with them to set some goals and then empower them to sort of find a way to the, the, the goal line on their own. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess just 
at home with my son, sort of, you know, again, yep. sort of what we talked about was just empowering him to to learn the, learn the skills and make the right, make those tough decisions, have the confidence, I think, to make the tough decisions yes. in the world. Yeah, well, he's a very lucky man to have all this great advice because, you know what, Greg does know his best. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thank you. Would you like to add any other message for the firm or listeners? No, I think that um, want to get to the, want to get to know me more. Send me an email, Teams message, uh, pick up the phone. Okay. Yeah, well, come down to Vancouver sometime as well <laughs> to office. Well, thank you so much, Greg, for your time. And um, listeners, if you really found this content very useful and you have any questions for Greg, um, please feel free to email him as he would would love to provide you a bestow you with his teachings and many wisdoms. <laughs> thank you, Greg. Thank you. Thanks very much. Well, I hope you've all enjoyed this episode and found it motivating. If you have any questions for our partners or feedback, please feel free to email me directly at ntnguyen at smythecpa.com. Until next time, make sure to tune in each week on the Smythe Hub for upcoming episodes. Have a good one all.